Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. One app is life. It's not the one you should be underestimating. It is. Godzilla, King Kong, Loch Ness. We rap nerd now here, right? Like I can tell you were a nerd. It's primal. And that's raw. Carhartt girl. Speaking of sneaky big tits, are you out there fucking? I'm doing that. <laughs> years ago, I bought a millionaire Griffin. Just a year ago, so years ago, years ago, years ago. Cipher sounds. Peter Rosenberg. One app is life. Hey, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night. And fourth meal. It's like, didn't you have some things you have to plug? Okay, real Patreon? quick. I, I just want to say, man, thank you to all the One Up fans showing a lot of love lately. Um, the uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, I'll be with Dave Chappelle, New Orleans, Houston. Got a little uh, Kansas City, little Omaha, Nebraska. The 21st, I'm headlining the stand-up live at Phoenix, Arizona. Just added 22nd, 23rd, I'll be in San Jose, Bay Area. Yee! And then 27th, I'll be in Naples, Florida, Off the Hook Comedy Club. 28th, I'll be at the Miami Improv, my Jammy Improv. My Come Jammy check me Improv. out. And Cypher Sounds back from Kuwait. Ooh. How was the Kuwait? Oh, my God. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. What's happening in Kuwait? I mean, a lot, but nothing. Uh, Bro, people are the same everywhere you go. People are people. People, humans are humans. Now, all I know of Kuwait is that in 1991, Iraq invaded and the U.S. went in there and helped them out. I'll get into the conspiracy theories of Texaco being the main company helping him with the oil, which was owned by George Bush, yada, yada, yada. One of the richest countries in the world, tiny country, tiny, strict rules with uh, the comedy. You know, there was some things they had. A, they had a talk with us, a chat about things we could and could not say. OK, like, for example, you cannot discuss uh, the Amir. You cannot discuss religion um, and you can't talk bad about the country or politics 
Um, I said, all right, well, I'm going to head on back home because I got nothing. Then. <laughs> um, and try to keep it somewhat clean. You know what I mean? Okay. But I mean, the people, bro, the nicest, most hospitable people. I left with all these gifts and then we went to somebody's house for dinner. It is crazy, bro. Crazy. What just how nice the people were. The ni- the nicest people. The the I don't know if it's I, I don't know where the nicest comes from. I don't know if it's Arab. I don't know if it's Islam, but whatever it is, the formula is makes the most gracious, nicest people that I that I saw. Like we go to a restaurant and the waiters take your kids and play with them on the side while you're eating so they don't bother you. And like the guy, like the promoters, I guess it was the promoter's cousin's family's house where the promoter's cousin mom wants to make Mo a a traditional Palestinian dinner or Mm. Syrian, whatever it was. Did you only listen to this version of this song when you were there? I'm just curious. Was this the only version you... Yes. LA, LA, big city dreams, but everything in LA ain't is that the Kuwait version? This is yeah, this is the Kuwait mix. So Wait, Kuwait was Queensbridge. LA, LA, big city dreams. Left rack was Iraq. I mean that that's a given, right? Left rack was Iraq, that's a given. It was right there. It was right there the whole time. It is crazy how every version is pretty good in different ways. Do you always prefer the original? I prefer the original. The LALA beat? I mean, the I New York, York original. Beat. I don't even like that that version you just played. At all. I mean, it's it's fine listening to it right now. If I'm if a, if a '90s underground playlist is on and it rocks, if it rocks on there, I'm fine with it. But I like the original version. But I also love the Dog Pound version. That's why. So it's a it's a double it's a double whammy. Yeah, that's the only version that's on the album. Yes, and that's that's the only one that's that was cleared. I think. Yeah. So the other one you have to just go find places. It's not it's not there. I was playing uh, True Confessions by Tragedy and a Mom Thug. Did you play that? I was playing that, yeah, out there. It Did felt really? very... If, no, not on, not at the show, just in general. I called up. I called Stretch Armstrong recently. I said, who made this beat? I need this sample. He's like, I don't know who made that beat. I want that sample. I wanted to make an R&B song out of that sample. It's not just on who sampled? You looked? I looked. It wasn't there. Wow. Yo, the best thing about this beat is how they... Allow the sample to turn into the beat at the beginning. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's it's. He, said he thinks it might have been Ayatollah. But he he also is thinking that because the song's by Gaddafi, so it just feels like it should be Ayatollah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Women are beautiful out there. Oh, yeah. No shot. Beautiful, beautiful. Covered from head to toe? 
Not all of some. Some, some, okay. Not all, bro. It's, it's like, I, it's a personal choice on how far you take, you know, your religious beliefs. Like some women um, just hair covered, some women covered head to toe, some women outside. You know what I mean? Nothing, no, nothing too. Like everyone, even the girls who are fully out are modestly dressed. Like, right, right, no, right. Sh- like, I think it's, I couldn't wear shorts. It's like, you're not supposed to wear, um, pants above the knee i think even for men oh really yeah so i go out i was in kuwait with moamra in case people don't know what we're talking about and um we went out there we shot something the secret i'll tell you about it later secret project mo had to shoot okay and then um we went to this restaurant we went to like it was almost like the hood it was like not a fancy restaurant but delicious grilled uh, Middle Eastern food, meats Ooh. and fish and such. Okay. So good, bro. Oh my God. The food was so good. Then um, we go, the mall is like, bro, the mall was like the size of Queensbridge projects, bro. It was disgustingly huge. Like, you know how mall culture in America is dying? Well, in a place where you need huge amounts of AC, the mall is it. Oh, mall's popping off, Beautiful. Huh? The mall's like a city, bro. It's crazy. It's called Avenues. We went to go check out the Roly dealer. You know what I mean? Shout out to Ahmed. Not Ahmed. 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 Um, you got you caught the Roly out there? I almost did, bro. I almost did. I'm a, I'm a cheap fuck. I'm a cheap piece of shit, oh, Hold on. I, I mean, for the record. I'm going to defend people like us Yeah, when it comes to just copying a Rolex. I, I don't the, let me tell you something. I was on tour with Burt Kreischer. I'm on tour with Chappelle. When you see that Roly on that big screen in the arena, it kind of looks nice, man. It looks nice. No, no. I mean, I think everyone knows that it looks nice. Yeah. But I'm not going to lie. Every time I've went out to get one. Yeah. When it's in my hand, I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel like ten thousand dollars. It's just die. Yeah, the one I had, you know, I wanted to get a little starter Roly. Eleven, it was like eleven five. I got the eleven five, bro. You can do it. I rather furniture. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I rather five. You know that they're up that high now. That that one, ten eight years ago was like seven. I know, and he was like, you know, you know, they do a great job of selling. Like, it's an investment. You give it to your children. Like, it's a good place to hold your money. It always raises in value. I was just like, I know, but right now, 11 GDs. That's a lot. Did anyone, did anyone, else out, anyone else out there cop? Yeah, people got some rollies. Oh, pe- the people in the group were like, yeah, sure, I'll take one. I think they already had it set up to get. Got it. The guy, they know the guy. He, you know, you know, if you ever come to Kuwait, come because then you save on the, the taxes or whatever. But yeah, so then uh, we shot something. We met. I met this uh, this rap group from out there called the Sons of Youssef. The music was fire. Really? Yeah. And then, uh, then when we went to those people's houses for dinner, one of the there was a DJ there. So I was talking to this kid, Kareem. Uh, about no, no, no. <laughs> so Kareem um was telling me how it is DJing out there. It's like because you know there's no bars, there's no clubs. 
Alcohol is illegal. Right. So they have like private house parties. You know what I mean? Like these private events. When they have these private house house parties, do you imagine people are sneaking booze too? There's there there was some booze. Yeah, there was some booze I heard about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then we do the show. The show's in the arena, but the arena's small. It's maybe like maybe holds like seven thousand. It was like imagine at the Barclays, but only the first level. It doesn't go up to the two hundreds or the three hundreds, right? Okay. It's kind of a small arena, but it's brand new, like I think a year and a half old. First comedy show there ever. Mo sold the most ticket. It was like phenomenal, bro. So of course Mo is not the best communicator. It's something go. There's no opener. It's just me and him. Like usually we'll get like a local or two, you know, blah blah blah. Um, oh, for, oh, I forgot something. After the f- first night, we went to that restaurant that was so good. We're gonna go get some coffee. Okay. When we go to this house, the house is like a hangout. So right. like a lot of families. I'm like, I asked the guy, like, whose house is this? He goes, it's all my uncles and my fathers, like 30 uncles or whatever it is. How many fathers did he personally have? He had one father, but he had a lot of uncles. Got okay. And the men, like, they buy this house, and it's just, like, mad couches everywhere. Then he goes, yeah, I got got married here. The the promoter, he got married there a couple weeks ago. Then there's, like, mad couches and TVs, and it's just like a... Just like a hang. And then all of a sudden these servants start bringing coffee and pastries. And I was like, oh, this is nuts, bro. It's nuts. Oh, wow. It was, I mean, to me, it was kind of boring, but you know, you there's a bunch of guys. For a long time. There's a bunch of guys hanging out, talking, and whatever. Are they watching TV or anything? The, the sports, I think like sports news Cricket. was on. Okay, okay. Whatever. So then we go to do the show. Bro, I walk out there cold. I'm walking out there cold. I I go on stage. I start. I'm getting big laughs, bro. Big laughs, and I'm feeling like uh, I'm. You know, once you get a good two laughs, you're you're rolling. So all my jokes are working. I I, I adjusted them a little bit to work out there. Then there was a problem with the sound. Somebody was like, "Too much echo. Fix the sound." I was like, ah, "Bro, I don't know what to do about that." Um. So whatever, I do like 20, 25 minutes stand up. Then I get into my DJ thing where I'm going to I'm gonna hype the crowd out before I bring out Mo. So I play, you know, what's the top 10 songs I'm going to play? Next episode, Nelly Ride With Me, Montel Jordan, This Is How We Do It. Oh, boy. Uh, Turn Down For What. Then I play some Arab songs, bro. I did my research for like a couple of weeks beforehand. I did some research while I was there. I got the Arab songs going. So I'm like, everybody stand up. Mo Hammer's on his way. Stand up. So everybody stands up. I play this one Arab song. People go crazy. You know what the name of called? You remember the name of any? Let me pull it up. I want to get I want to get a sense of what the vibe was. Okay, I'll tell you right now. I'm not even gonna pull it up. I'm gonna tell you what to do. The road podcasts. Yeah. You know the road guys? Yeah. They had this guy on. He's a DJ. I used to always see him on TikTok. He's a, he's a guy on TikTok. He'll play like the sample and then the original. Apparently, he's Arab. And if you watch, there's a clip. If you pull up top Arab songs, it's him on the road podcast talking about like the three biggest Arab songs you got to play. So that's where I started. Okay. Uh, one is called Tabla. 
I don't, bro, come on. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. So those rocks. So I look down to get the next song ready. I look up, everybody's sitting down again. And the stage was in the round, like in the middle. So I had to like walk around the stage. Did you play this new ish? This is hot right now. I didn't play that. What's that? This is that Shoe Hello. Where did you pull that up from? Zlad Borgi. This is like, oh, it's not bad, yo. Habibi, yalla, yalla. Yalla, yalla. <laughs> By the way, this does, this does sound a lot like the music that I hear in Natalie's house. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. It sounds so, so uh So, boom. All right. So, listen. Pay attention. I'm here. So, I look down to get the next song ready. I look up. Everybody's seated again. Okay. I go, what happened? I said, no, nah, no, nah, don't do that. Don't disrespect my boy Mo Amma. Everybody on your feet. So then I play this song called Dam- Dami- Damni Palestini. It's the song about Palestine. It gets people going. Apparently it won, I guess, Arab Idol, like American Idol, but Arab Idol, the guy oh, won. Wow. Recently? Recently. And then maybe, maybe a year ago. And then I think now the song is like banned because they consider it anti-Semitic, whatever. Anyway, whatever. Then I play this song from Kuwait, this group called Miami. I look over, the security's telling everyone sit down. I'm like, yo, my man, my man, chill out. We getting ready for Moama on your feet. So I play this song called, um, I forgot the name of it, but it's from this group called Miami from Kuwait. They're like, they're like the Backstreet Boys of Kuwait. Wow, my dream. It sounds like my dream, the Backstreet Boys of Kuwait. Bro, but the music was fire. The, the song is fire. Mo comes out, everyone's going crazy. Da, 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 da. I get off stage, I go to this side, I'm watching Mo. And I'm like, damn, man, that security guard tried to mess up the vibes. And the promoter goes, oh, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to tell you. It's illegal to stand up at concerts in Kuwait. I'm like, what? Yo. Illegal? He goes, yeah, no, it's very illegal. Illegal uh, to stand up. And he goes, to, to make men and women dance together in a public arena is very illegal. I'm like, so what's going? Am I what's going? Am I in trouble? Am I going to jail? He goes, it should be okay. Should be okay. Should be. I wasn't arrested, thank God. But I was, inshallah. Uh, alhamdulillah. But uh, it was. I was nervous. I was nervous. I thought I was gonna have a talking to. How I, mean, many, I did have a talking to. How many days were you there? I was there um, like three and a half, like almost four. And I saw the flight was a luxurious situation. Oh. The flight was the, the at my apartment, my yeah, studio your, apartment. Which, which what airline was your studio apartment? That was Kuwait Airways. Kuwait Air, huh? Yeah. So when last time I went to the Middle East with Mo, I flew Etihad Airline. Yeah, which yeah, was a little bit of a jerseys. smaller seat, but more luxurious. So Kuwait was like a lit, not as luxurious, but in that special section, I had way more room. Either way, it looks like it's all right. No, it was great. It was great. Food was delicious on the plane. Now, I got to ask you a question. So if you know planes really well, you fly Delta too? Not really, a little bit. But you know when there's a flight where the, the, the first class is not special, it's just like kind yeah. of bigger seats? Yeah. 
And then they have a neck section. Delta has a neck section. Delta Comfort Plus, yeah. that's like seven rows. Yeah. And I guess the difference is it's still it's three seats, not two. And then you have Coach. Then you have the animals. Just the absolute filth, yeah. you know, behind that. Yeah. How much are you willing to pay for the difference between the Comfort Plus and the not so great first class? On United, it's not. It's uh, it's not called Comfort Plus. It's called Premium. I get that automatically with my United card and my status. Okay. So I get premium automatically. Which is not first class. It's like the Comfort Plus. Yeah, it's just more leg room. Got it. Right. Okay. More leg room. Depending on how far the flight is, I'm I'll go up to like I can't, it's hard to go past like four hundred. Is that feels like it's a whole nother flight? Yeah. Yeah. Now now we're talking. Did I buy the flight or am I being, is the flight no, being Someone paid? else blew the, got you the flight, but okay, you're so paying the flight. upgrade. Right. And also like when I, I usually try to book my own flight and get reimbursed so that I can really be on my app looking for flights that have less people in first class so I can get upgraded. Right. Or even if they book it, I'll make sure it's on my app and I'll start moving it around. I'm, I'm, I, I this is a situation I'm dealing with right now. Yeah. I've, I've, you know, I, I've tried to set myself up so I am in the most comfortable situation possible yeah. while spending the least money possible. It's um, there's a word for it. It's called G. Uh, what? Oh, easy. Oh wait, easy. I'm not allowed to say it. I'm no, not, you can say I, it. Man. Easy, I, easy. E. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, I'm going to Vegas in a couple of weeks, and that flight is long. That flight Vegas is long. Is long? Vegas yeah, yeah, is four and a half. It feels like a full five. Yeah, maybe five, five, maybe five, yeah. I think coming home, maybe four and a half. Is that right? Is it easier coming home? I forget. I feel like the way out there takes forever. But I'll tell you one trick I'm pulling that I'm trying my hardest to pull off. I booked a flight home the night of the fight. Yeah. The fight is at, you know, eight o'clock, whatever. I booked it at 11, 11.50. Yeah, I got that flight out because let me tell you, the difference in an airport, if you leave Saturday night versus Sunday in Vegas, yeah. Saturday night, when you go to the airport, you feel like you're the only person who decided to leave on a Saturday. Yeah. Sunday <laughs> morning, it's the walking dead up in there. <laughs> every bachelor and bachelorette party of yeah, people yeah. who do not know what they're doing and went way too hard. Yeah. On the Saturday. Yeah, nah, too you, hard get, you get out Saturday night? Oh, you, it's like it's like you snuck out. It's like you're, you're <laughs> freezing out with no one there. Like a thief in the night. You feel like a thief in the night. Um, well, that sounds nice. The Kuwait trip. Yeah, it was great, man. I want to get the kid on the podcast, the DJ kid. Depending on who he is, though, I'm not gonna lie to you, Sive. I hate some of these sample videos out here right now. Some sample of the videos. Really, yeah, some of the sample videos really upset me. Oh, oh no, he's not that guy. You're sure. Because, yeah. I mean, there are literally ones that are like, have you heard this song? <laughs> Did you know that it's actually, wait for it, this song? I see you. Yeah, I know. Like, and you're like, bro, you just want Yeah, but these kids, this is new to these kids. I know. Listen, I know. It's just so not cool. Like, here's, here's what bothers me. It's fine. Fine. I don't, it's not for me. It's fine. But they don't get how cool it was back in the day. No. 
when a DJ could hit it at the club yeah. and no one knew samples yet. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, website. what's this? Before Shazam. What? What's this? And then the kid, oh, hit the sample part. Oh, now it's just like, I mean, great. What do you type? Oh, you Googled. You Googled the words, what is the sample? Yeah. And it comes up. It doesn't hit the same way. There's there's this guy on TikTok. I used to see this white guy. He'd be like, you ever blended this? Oh, my God. And then just does one blend like. No, it's and they're bad. And sometimes they're bad. And there's no you're like, that doesn't go. It's like, what is the point of this? No, because, again, it's 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 one of the times when technology advances go wrong because it's so easy to strip acapella and instrumental now. And they have BPM. I'm not even saying that. He's just saying like. Literally, like the hook of a song, and then the next song, a next song blending in. Like it's a regular DJ blend. Regular, yeah. Like it's one of the mixes he does, and he's like, "You gotta mix this with this." I can't take it. Um, you know who died? Sife? Do you see that? Um, that Gary Wright died. No, who's that? He's this guy. Yo, I don't understand though. His picture on Spotify makes him look like he was an artist in the 1800s. <laughs> Why? Wait for it. I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. My man went full birdies on this joint. <laughs> I don't hear it. Close my eyes again. Climbed aboard the dream weave train. Is this a sample? No. Oh. Just a song. Trying to take away my worries of today. And leave tomorrow behind. I don't think I know this. Dreamweaver? You don't remember it from Wayne's World? Dreamweaver. Wayne's whenever, World, huh? whenever, whenever Garth sees his girl, it goes to slow motion and it plays Dreamweaver. Uh, no, I don't remember. I mean, I remember that happening, but I don't remember the song. Wow, that's so crazy. It, that's so etched in my brain. But then he has another joint that I, I have in my jukebox that I stumbled on. That's friggin' hard too. I guess he was just a blue-eyed soulish that era. Where's your uh, jukebox? It's in the other room, but we're having problems. Wait for it. This is hard, too. Wait. I wish I was the guy. I know that. You do? Yeah. Second biggest song on. Oh, let's see the bridge is so hard in the song. says it's this. Oh, you know what it is, I knew it was something, but I didn't know what. 
people are going to think we're bad hip hop is, I think. It's this. Words of wisdom. By who? Third base. Oh, third base. They always sample some white shit. Yo, by the way, by the way, what a way. That's hilarious, too. Old school hip hop is great. They took a sample that was so funky and took all the funky out of it. Yeah. They, they stripped <laughs> that shit. The original <laughs> version's like, bam, bam, got, mm. and then they were like, you know, let's make it way tinnier, add a little drum under it, take out the, the bassy part. More like third, no bass. <laughs> um anyways rest in peace to uh to gary Wright. he was he was dope i'm supposed to speaking of uh blue-eyed soul kenny loggins is tomorrow at beacon theater i'm trying to go oh trying to go see kenny Loggins. oh i think i'm i think i'm doing something at the rtj concert on wednesday oh really so they asked me to dj they have no they're not doing openers they're just doing djs in every city mm-hmm. but um they already had all the djs booked and i, and I was like Oh, I'll just I'll introduce the DJ because I have to be on stage because I'm not involved. <laughs> Otherwise, you can't go I because I'm go. not involved. I got to do something, even if it's just going to see your favorite band perform. But in this case, no, I got to get on stage. In this case, it's different, though, because it's going to see your one of your favorite bands, but you're friends with the band and you're in. And the they asked me to do something. So you have to, but like, if you were going to Kenny Loggins, you wouldn't be like, nah, Kenny, I can't go. And he's like, why? Because I'm not involved. <laughs> what do you want to do? Sell popcorn? Oh, I want to open the doors of the beacon. Oh, that's dope though. Damn, I want to see that. They're at, wait, they're at, they're at, um, terminal five. Uh, um, I was talking to static. So the other I, day. I am. Um, you're what? I was talking to static the other day. And I was like, yo, oh, my dude. God, I, I like, love static. Bro. I was like, bro, you get booked on a lot. Yo, every event I get invited to, he's booked as the DJ. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it to win it. He's real, like, especially when it comes to like, yeah, he's a great producer, of course, obviously. If you don't really know, you should know. He's a incredible. He really evolved as a great fucking producer. But yeah, his amount of DJ bookings, he's out here. Yeah, he's outside. Um, You saw Eminem came out with Dave in Detroit. Mm-mm. Yeah, so Saturday, Dave was in Detroit and Eminem came out and Royce. I wanted and to go. Performed? Yeah, I wanted to go, but I was coming home from Kuwait. I was going to change my flight to go directly to Detroit or at least, you know, go land in New York and go to Detroit. And I was like, ah, somebody got to raise these kids, man. Look at you, Saif. I think Eminem, you- though, that would have been a good one. <sighs> That's He's like Gary Wright. No, no this is Eminem and, and Royce. Eminem and oh, Royce. that was Gary White. Gary Wright. First Gary, of all, it's Gary Wright. Gary Wright. Like, this is this is Cypher, this is big Cypher sounds and Rosenberg music. Right. We were playing this every day. I don't think I ever played this. What'd you say? This is bad means evil. Yeah, but this but this song was big. Fast lane. Yeah, it was. I don't think I really played it though. No, no, no. I don't mean in the mix. It was in rotation and hot. It was pretty big when we were doing it. Was? Yeah. 
No. Yes. Resurrected my cash Promise. flow. I might grab tight as the snatch of a fat dyke. Though I ain't grab tight. My blood types the 80s. My 90s was like the Navy. You was like the Brady's. You still fly kites daily. Catch me in my Mercedes. Bumping ice ice. Baby screaming shady till I die. Like I have a paradise. Life's crazy. So I live it till the fullest. Till I'm swayzy. And you only live it once. So I'm thinking about this nice, nice land. Wait, don't stop me now before I get on a roll. Let me tell you what this pretty little dame's name is. Cause she's kind of famous. And I hope that I don't sound too heinous when I say this. Nicky Minaj, but I want to stick my penis in your anus. You more stick that I'm a genius. Really, I belong inside a dang insane asylum. Can't try to trailer parks crazy. I am back and I am razor sharp. Baby, in this back with a capital B with an exclamation mark. Maybe you should listen when I put the link with this. Cause I want to rip this mystical section. You don't want to become another victim of statistics. Cause after I spit the bullets, I'm gonna treat these shell cakes like a soccer ball. I'm gonna kick the ballistics, so get this dick for the life in the vet. The next speed of life, and I can't slow down. I watched for the I watched Eight Mile for the nine thousandth time this weekend. Yo, you, man, M really did one awesome movie and was like, yeah. That's it. "Never, I'm never." Good. I'm good. I'm good. And like, and he's good in it. Like, he's very good, and also could have like went on to have an acting career and was like, "Nah, I just like to rap." It's crazy, bro. I, the, when I told you when I bumped into my boy Ari Melber, remember when I told you that a couple I, weeks ago? I do, I do. You were really excited. Um, yeah, we were talking about Eminem, like how weird he is and like how to himself he is and whatever, whatever. I and was like, yo, he could have went on to be a fucking great actor. Yeah. He's like, nah, I'll just do this when I'm out. If you don't have interest in acting, but you do it anyway for the money, I don't I don't like that. I mean, I can't knock you getting that money, but I like I like people who really do want to act. No, do it because you want to do it, not just because yeah. you're Speaking of, by the way, uh, speaking of artists who become actors, another movie I watched this weekend, don't ask why, that was sneaky fucking great. Can I guess? Can I guess? You're never going to. Okay, is is it new? No. It's not new. Is it a, you're saying it's a rapper in it? No. Oh, not a rapper. Musician. Musician. Okay. 70s? Close. 80s? Yes. White? Yes. Andrew Dice Clay. He's not even a musician. A comedy. Wait, but hold on. You are Jack Black. But he was an actor first. Right, right. I see what you're saying. I don't, I was thinking played a musician. Okay. Jack Black. Again, he this is a terrible guest. It was this. Oh. Only one thing in common with Eminem. I think that's 80s. I feel like it's like 79. I think it's 80. I think it's 80 on the dot. You watch 9 to 5? The whole thing. Why? This is me and Sype. This is about me and Sype right here. They had dude tied up in that movie. What'd you say? They had dude tied up in that movie, right? So, so it's funny that you bring that up. So I watched the movie because it popped up on Max and Natalie and I are in bed. I was like, you know what? I've never seen this. And I love that fucking song. And I love Dolly. I'll, I'll give it 10 minutes and yeah. see if it feels like a movie worth watching. You just wanted to see them today's. No. Anyways. Yo, Saif, it is a great and shockingly edgy movie. 
Yeah, it's a good movie. Yo, they fantasize about killing that motherfucker three different yeah, ways. <laughs> and they play out, the, yo, and they're high. It shows these three ladies in 1980 yeah. smoking weed together and then coming up with high ideas of murdering their boss. Yo, it was like, <laughs> it was a really, I got to tell you, I was kind of taken aback by how edgy and kind of progressive that movie was in 1980. Yeah. I was like, damn. And then if you want to get real depressed, which I always am up to do, you look up the ages of everyone in the movie. And they are old. Old. But Dolly's like a spring chicken in that group. She's like 77. But yeah, anyone out there who wants to watch a random movie, you will be shocked by how freaking good. I don't even know if it was well received. I don't even know how big a deal it was. I kind of thought it was one of those songs that was big because of the song. Yo, you know who's mage in this movie as the as the heel, as the bad guy who everyone wants to kill? Uh, his name is Dabney Coleman. You know Dabney Coleman? That's the, the boss in the movie? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Yo, he is a piece of shit. His episode of Columbo is fire. Yo, he was a big deal, this Dabney Coleman, huh? He's in a lot of shit. I never knew his oh. name. Oh, he was in one episode of Yellowstone recently. He's still alive, by the way. Dabney's a little... He's getting up there. Dabney's 91. Best known for 9 to 5 on Golden Pond. Tootsie. Uh War Games. Cloak and Dagger. The Beverly Hillbillies. You've got Mail. Inspector Gadget. Uh, His television roles include Buffalo Bill. uh, Oh. Ah. Sight. He played the Commodore in Boardwalk Empire for two years. Yes. Oh, yeah, the Commodore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Wait, is Columbo up there? Let's see if it was Columbo. Columbo. He was on two episodes. Yeah. Fire. He played. He almost like got two, away with it. The one with the wine. Looks like he played two different characters. He played Hugh Creighton once, and he played Detective Murray on another one. No, nah, Hugh Creighton. That's the one. You love you some Columbo, boy. Love Columbo. Um, so anyways, yeah, anyone looking for something very random to watch. Also, I took the, um, took Natalie. The LSAT. No. Oh. No, I'm not going to be a lawyer, but I, I took, um, I took Natalie and her nephew and her, Natalie's sister, who's obviously her nephew's mom, and Natalie's brother. <laughs> I took them all to WWE. I don't like the way you're describing this family. That was a terrible order. What, well, okay, what I want you to know, what should I have done to do that right? The point was that we were, we were really taking her nephew. But in taking her nephew, we also took both of her siblings. So how what would have been the cleanest way to describe that? So it was all three of the siblings and then one of the siblings' kids. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess because in your mind, you're talking about the kid first. He's the one I really wanted to go. Right. And then, and then, the, uh, the, and then, her, and then, of course, his mom came, and then his mom brought their brother. So it was all of them. It was all three of the Imrosis, right? And the boy, and the son, Ethan, who's like nine. And Yosef, I told, I told Natalie and her sister, don't tell him how good the seats are. Just let him keep going down through the arena. That's the experience I wanted him to have. Which arena? Nassau Coliseum. Oh, nice. truly, something you can call an arena. That feels like yeah. an arena. That's an old school. By the way, not here for much longer, I don't think. It was bought by a casino. I think it's going to be gone at some point here soon. 
And so I said, I wanted to have the experience of like, oh, we're still going. We're still going. So Karen, Natalie's sister, told me that she told him as they kept getting closer. She, he was like, I think these are these seats good. She's like, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be very much. <laughs> and we, 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 my friends at WWE were not only generous enough to put us in the front row, but we were front row all the way on the aisle where the wrestlers come down. So it's literally basically from a kid's standpoint, it is the best seat in the house. Yeah. You're in the corner where every wrestler will come by you. Yeah. And you're also like three feet from the ring. It's, yeah. it's, I, if I were him, I probably would have, he took it in stride. He was very excited and wide eyed at his age. I might've just keeled over when I went to WWE as an eight year old, we were up in like, Wait, he's, we eight? Up, he's nine, nine. I went when I was eight and I was sitting, I think both times I was like up in the stands towards the top of the first tier. Which I, I yeah. thought was still pretty good. It was pretty good seat. It's I could see when I, when I saw Savage versus Steamboat in that cage, I, I could see in the cage. Um, but bro, it you was know what so- broke my heart. What happened? No, when please. I brought my kids to see Chappelle, and Buster was performing, and my <laughs> my daughter was basically asleep, and my son was on his iPad with headphones on. <laughs> Bro, like Buster's performing on stage and they didn't give, I mean, the hip hop in me was like, God damn, I didn't raise these kids right. No, no, they're too young. They're just too young. I know, but like. You brought them too soon. In five years, they'll be, they could be into it. Yo, the fact that your son was on his iPad with the headphones the is headphones. the highest level of disrespect. Yo, if Buster looked over, like what the Wait, fuck? How, how, were they like, where? how close were you? How close? I mean close we were in a in a in the what do you call it the not on the floor but the, the first in the crowd like up in the stands the stands the first oh, row but, though oh but like next to that's like stage level yeah because of the stage um went out into like the middle you know it was right, like one of those right. shoots where it shoots out yeah everyone loves the runway vibe bro buster's right there like right there and then um, I saw like they were trying to move. I saw little C's and CJ, Biggie's son, Biggie and Faith's son. Excuse me. Thank you. Biggie and Faith's son. They were like Did security was like, you can't stand here. You can't stand here. Did someone so I was like, yo, they you on that recently? Huh? Did someone correct you on that recently? I corrected myself. I mean, mind you, I was interviewing him for Hip Hop Treasures. About- He's sitting next to Faith and I keep calling him Biggie's son. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on. I need to address something. You're also Faith's son. You're more Faith's son than Biggie's son. Well, yeah, he, 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 you don't even remember Biggie. He doesn't even know Biggie. But Faith is your mom. Faith is an awesome artist, alive and well and kicking. And taking care of you. <laughs> all right, all right so I get it. I get it. Um, so security was like, you can't stand here. You can't stand here. So then I invited them up. So like my son is like sitting next to Biggie's son. Doesn't give a shit. Yeah. If you had said that, you know who this is? This guy's dad is notorious B.I.G. He would be like, Ann, my dad's a fucking loser comedian. Next. Oh, my God. This guy. I took my I took my daughter. uh, Sorry. I took my son to do soccer yesterday. Look at you. And uh, you. Hey, I saw this guy coming from across the field. Like he looked Puerto Rican or Dominican. Oh, boy. He had a uh, run into the car. Uh, you started running. You started gathering your stuff. Like, here we go. Nah, nah. Because, well, he had a stroller. He's like, 
yo, what up, Sife? And I was like, ugh, I'm fresh off the flight. I'm tired. Hey, listen, this is what makes you a bad guy. All you want is people to recognize you and treat you like somebody. And then someone does. Not, you not do. in those settings. Ah. Uh, uh. Yo, but look, you know who my kids are. You know what school they go to. Like that's the part I don't like. Oh, sure. That you know what? I get it. So then my daughter's like, "Who's that man talking to you?" She always, she always gets like aggressive, kinda. Who's who's that, Daddy? Who's that? I go like, what do I say to my daughter? He's a fan. (laughs) No. (laughs) I like. Oh, he's someone that knows me because I'm DJing. Oh, okay. I don't know, Daddy. I don't know. Nothing's worse than when. Let me tell you something. When you get to be this bullshit fake version of celebrity, there's nothing quite awkward like. And and by the way, this goes from people as on me and Sife's level, less than me and Sife's level, all the way up to it. it honestly, I'm sure it, Dabney. What's his name? Dabney Coleman. Dabney Coleman? Oh, I'm sure he gets this. No, no, it went it, from no, but even higher. So, Sife, unless you're straight up tier one, yeah, at some point in your life, someone's coming up to you and going to us, it might be more, but more often, but they're going, Yo, where do I know you from? Yeah, where do I know you from? What are my choices here? I can sound like an asshole and go, You may know me from such hits as, yeah, yeah, <laughs> or. You can just, I think probably the best way, if you want to be honest, but generic would be, oh, I, I'm on, I'm on TV and radio sometimes or something like that. But when you have to, when they have to, when they start guessing, but, it, but, go, but hip hop fans are worse, like aggressive New York hip hop fans. Like you can kind of dodge it sometimes. You're like, where do I know you from? And you're like, I don't know. And like, if you're walking, you're like, I, I don't know. And you keep walking and they let it go. Or you get the grimy New York dudes like, nah, son, you somebody. Who is you? Who is you? In some ways, though, at least they make it easier because you know what they know you from. And now you can just tell them. I've literally had situations before where people are like, oh, you might know me from this. Like, nah, that's not it. What else? I'm like, I'm not going over my resume yeah, with you, my man. Because you're not big enough. In their mind, they're like, you ain't no celebrity. I just know you from something. And, and sometimes they think they legit know you from somewhere personal. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other one. But the thing is, the, what my point is, this goes up to artists of a really high level, bro. Yeah. I was once with Wale, and he was like, yo, man, I just got to the airport, and someone was screaming at me, yo, Big Sean, over and over again. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Wale's famous, man. That guy performs in front of 10,000 people. Like he, He's uh, no a lot of hits. I guess people don't study it the way we do. I was with um I was at Radio City once and I was I think I was with Will I am and people just kept yelling why clef. Nah, bro. That that's <sighs> Can you imagine um, that one? And he must get it all. And by the way, if it happens a lot, then you you're like, "Man, what do they have to be so mad about? Your life is great." Okay, but if someone's constantly screaming someone else who you're not and it's the same person all the time, yeah, it doesn't make you feel great. Even if even if you're as rich as Will I am, who's done very well. And also it's a reminder that even I I don't know who's more successful musically between Will I am and Wyclef. They're in a similar category. They both done fucking great for themselves. 
but it's a reminder that your impact on people hasn't been as high as Wyclef's is. Right. I don't think they're calling Wyclef Will I Am. Nah, maybe, maybe some, but not yeah. as often as Will I Am's getting Wyclef. Big Sean is hilarious. What do you say? Big Sean. No, Big Sean. No, no, because that's not even close, bro. They literally just came out roughly at the same time. Like, that's it. And they make songs, I guess, songs girls like sometimes, but like, not really. I mean, bro, if I see somebody that I. I don't even say anything anymore, man. It takes a lot for me to say something. It has to be the right situation. Do you have I already told you about my favorite catchphrase that I've, I think I've said this. I apologize, guys. We do the podcast a lot. And by the way, we love our patrons. We're going to do a, a great Patreon this week. Patreon.com slash one up is life. And shout out to Smoke Dizzy who filled in for Syph on Patreon last week and was. Mwah. I think I found your regular fill-in. Oh, perfect. I think when you're gone, I'm just calling Dizza, bro. That guy, because we did it. We did an episode talking about his stories. But if there was someone else on the show, he can ask questions. Like, he's he's just a guy. He's just a man. Yeah. So you probably heard this before. But my favorite joke that I make all the time is, if you pay attention to this, the amount of people who will utter the phrase, some version of, yo, I do not even care about celebrities. I don't care. Okay? I don't even care. But if I see Will I Am, ah. They do. People have to always add yeah, a caveat that they don't it, right? yeah. care. And then the person that they name isn't even that big. We were walking through the, the massive mall in Kuwait. This uh, this couple runs up to Mo and they're like, Mo Emmer, we saw you open up for Dave Chappelle in London. Da, 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 da. Oh, he sucked ass. You were so amazing. And both of us are like, hey, hey, hey. He's one of our best friends. It's how me and Mo know each other. Unnecessary. Unnecessary. People people don't know. It's just it's just and they the, think it's a compliment to diss you like I just think people don't know. I understand this. I just think people don't know what to say to people when they come up and meet them. Trashing their friend? Weird choice. But okay, this happens too. This weekend at the WWE show. I get a lot of love, bro. I realize I am more the two rooms where I'm most likely to be recognized would be a New York hip hop room and a New York wrestling room. Yeah. I get way more love in the New York wrestling arena. I, bruh, I couldn't go any, literally every foot. I was like, this is all people who know me. This is my people. And they were fucking lovely. And I talked to mad people and took pictures with mad people. It was a great time. Here's the move. That's funny though. I don't mind it because I like talking to kids and think kids are cute, but yo, Sometimes people will send over their kid to talk to me. And then the kid will be like, my dad's a really big fan of yours. And I'm like, and he made you come talk to me. You don't give a damn about me. <laughs> Happened twice. My mom's over there and she's a really big fan. And I look up and like, they're like waving. I'm like, you, why are you using your kids as as little uh, bait? <laughs> it's very strange. You just come say hello. Uh, Saif, we have to talk about this. You're going to be happy I brought it up because we're not forgetting this, everyone. There was a clip going around a few weeks ago that Sife hit me. Sife rarely gets excited enough to reach out and go, yo, we got to talk about this. But if you guys saw the clip on social media where Big Daddy Kane <laughs> gets into it with he, uh, a, guy, a guy comes on stage and Big Daddy Kane's London. like, it's in London for Hip Hop 50. Kane goes up to the guy and is like, nah, man, you're doing too much. You're doing too much. 
and he takes off his jacket and he's ready to beat homeboy down. Well, the dude who was on stage later posted a video and Syph and I wanted to break this video down. Okay. <laughs> and I know you think I you're with Kane also. What'd you say? I oh, you did? You Kane. Kane? Yeah. All right. Well, I didn't want to, I didn't want to, I wanted to do this for the people. Let's, let's, let's hit them. Here's the audio that Syph sent me. After the Kane video came out, this is of the guy, the same guy who's wearing the, the mask. The funny thing is, sorry, the funny thing is, I saw this first. Oh, you did? I didn't even know what happened. Me. The video just says, uh, what does it say on top? The guy who. The, the guy who disrespected Big, Big Daddy Kane or something like yeah. that. All right, here you go. Let's see this. We were supposed to be on at 12, 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock. What time is it now, boys? One something. It's 10 past one. We were supposed to be on at 12 o'clock. We were ready to go. Hacked. We're in the green room. People have paid money to come here. All of a sudden, we hear that Master Ace is on stage. We're on after them. We're on after Master Ace. Okay. We, we swallow it. We keep it cool. We keep it calm. We're in the back. Keeping calm. We've been told Master Ace is now going on. Okay, cool. Respects. So we let Master Ace play his set. We've waited. Remember, bear in mind, I've left my wife and child at home. All of our families here have been left at home to come and do this show. We've been booked to go on at 12 o'clock. Hour later, Master Ace has finished his set. We're ready to go on stage, thinking, okay, one guy jumped in our spot. We're going to go on stage. We hear Big Daddy Kane's on stage now. Now, I love Big Daddy Kane. He loves him. Big Daddy Kane's on stage. We like, no, we've been bumped twice. Typical. The promoters have bent over to let the Americans walk all over us in our own turf. Is that right? As always. As always. We've had to deal with this all our careers. I'm going to be 54 years old this year. Don't laugh, you prick. I know spring chicken. Don't laugh, you prick. All of us are big men demanding respect. And that's what I said to Kane. Hold on. Before we laugh, <laughs> I just want to say... No one, I, I don't think there's two people in the world who could appreciate this guy's situation and, and ultimately say we totally understand your gripe. Yeah. I 100% feel you, dog. Yeah. I can't I'm help not, you. I'm not, I've called I'm me. Laughing at me him. The impression, no, Sife called me to the impression. The guy's like, I'm 54 years old. <laughs> I ain't no spring chicken. <laughs> I'm a big man. <laughs> 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 and yet I feel you bro, bro I got work tomorrow <laughs> Yo Bro I left my kids bro Bend over like we always do For the Americans He's like we just want our respect Guys in the background like equal respect He's like that's right equal respect bro The problem is I saw this video first And I was like oh man This is really sad man I get it bro I get it you're not involved that yo, because I'm not involved. It could all be summed up with that, but he was involved. <laughs> the more fucked up thing is, they were involved. <laughs> yo, they were involved, and they still, they yo, they were like you. They got there an hour early. We're not gonna miss this opportunity. And then all of a sudden, Master Ace is on. First of all, here's my problem with the set. I say this with all due respect because I love this dude. They said Master Ace did an hour. Yo, twenty. Yo, who? No one needs to do an hour. But anyways, I feel them. Yo, Syph, it's annoying it's been for them their whole career. And I know a lot of rappers in the UK. The young guys now, they're popping off. They're big. The old school rappers, I know. I get it, man. I feel them. They've been getting shunned by American artists the whole time. 
<laughs> we left our wife and children at home. I'm 54 years old. It's his last hoorah. He just wanted to rock out at a hip hop 50 event with Kane and Master Ace. And then no, Kane told me Onyx was supposed to be there too. Onyx didn't come for some reason. And and he felt good. Like, yo, this is dope that like we're actually getting the love we deserve. Because if you saw all the hip hop 50 events that happened in New York, Cold Crush was there. Grandmaster Flash Fury, Five Melly Mel was there. Cool Herc was there. Like everybody, like finally embraced these dudes. I haven't heard of them since, but building up to Hip Hop Fifty, the OGs were there. So this guy was like, "We're the OGs of London." A listener of ours, of ours, hit us up too. Um, Shorty Blitz. Oh yeah, I love Shorty Blitz. Do you have Shorty Blitz's number? I think I only have his IG. He said he could explain the situation. We've had to deal with this all our careers. I'm going to be 54 years old this year. I'm no spring chicken. I'm no baby. All of us are big men demanding respect. And that's what I said to Kane. Shorty Blitz. Did you hit him? Yeah. Let me see what the DM said. Because there's something that... Because I want to root for this guy. I, I, I feel him. I, he feels like my spirit animal, honestly. <laughs> Jordy Blitz said, those dudes were lying. I was DJing that night. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, they started dissing the DJs on the night, saying we were American arse lickers. I spoke <laughs> up. You can read my response here if you have the time. Lengthy read, but I broke it all down. Guess what? We have nothing but time. <laughs> life. Shorty Blitz said, the delusion of whoever wrote that post is quite sad because for a few things, when you hear the cries for sympathy, you have to really check. Are these grown men? More importantly, what's wrong with them? In one of the videos, Comanche Sly, a.k.a. Unknown MC, was moaning loud. We left our wives and children at home to do this show. Well, I'm sorry to inform you, dude. Most adults leave the family at home to go do work for their families. Bro, when I spoke to Kane, he goes... He goes, you left your wife and kids at home. I left my wife and kids in another country. <laughs> well said. Well said. He said, Kane told me they didn't show up for sound check. So they, there was a switch in the schedule at oh. sound check. Yeah, it sounds like that. It sounds like he's saying someone said they're 10 minutes away at 11 p.m. It was Kamachi Sly. He's the one who was on stage. It's pretty good shape for a 54-year-old guy. You know, he seems young, bruv. I like how he goes on stage. If you didn't see the video, he goes on stage and kind of just goes to the front of the stage and does like a like a like a corner stance. I called Kane. I was like, yo, the Brooklyn is just ever vested inside of you, bro. Like it's never gone. You're he doing goes, too much. He, you know, first he goes, I need the stage, Playboy. Oh, I need the stage. I need the stage. And then he goes, Yo, you're doing too much. You do it too much. And then the guy whispers in his ear, not whispered, but they're on stage. So he's like talking in his ear. And he goes, that's not my fucking problem. Yo, no, no, no. When Kane hit him with a, that's not my fucking problem. It was the realest shit he ever wrote, man. Because that's actually, not my that's fucking, I mean, I don't know. But give he's him right. a little sympathy, bro. Give no, him no, a no. little. He couldn't give it to him in that moment. No. Because now you're disrespecting Kane and you're on stage. That ain't my fucking problem is exactly what was going on at that moment. It was not his fucking problem. 
I'm gonna be 54 years old this year. I'm no spring chicken, I'm no baby. All of us are big men demanding respect. And that's what I said. Oh boy. It, it's I, I I keep laughing because it sounds so funny. And by the way, I, is, I we're, it's us, Sife. If they were late. I, it's unacceptable. I get that part. If they were late, unacceptable because you know, everything's gonna happen when you were supposed. You should have been there, but I do understand like being in the in the thing, and they're like, "All right, you're next. You're going on next. You got your laptop ready. You're going on next. You go. Oh, actually, so and so's up next." And you're like, "Oh, I'm not getting on. I'm not getting on." Kane was giving him a stiff arm the whole time, like backing him up. It got. It looked ugly. It almost and got it, bad. Kane takes his jacket off. I'm like, holy shit. He went right. Like, he took his jacket off quick. Fast forward a couple years. That's going to be Sife standing outside a club. <laughs> nah, that bruv, bruv, I'm 54 years old. <laughs> I've been opening for Dave Chappelle for 20 years, bruv. <laughs> I need tickets. Shorty Blitz, we're hitting you up, bruv. He said, let me find somewhere quiet. And you know what exactly it is, by the way? You have to point out exactly what this is. It's the exact equivalent of this is my fourth album, yo. <laughs> Wait, what's that? Uh, what's that again? This is my fourth album. It's this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Bad boy television, and I'm Trevin Jones, and I've been conversing <laughs> with the mad rapper. And quite frankly, he's very So we'll take some questions at this point from our studio audience. Yes, ma'am. Please stand. Please Yo, by the way, it's fucking hilarious that they start this thing off. This is an underrated great skit. The writing of it's really funny. They said we've been speaking to the mad rapper, and quite frankly, <laughs> and quite frankly, he's really mad. <laughs> where are you from? Hi, my name is Shay, and I'm from New Rochelle. And I just don't understand why you so mad. Yeah. Like, what are yo, you so mad about? Yeah, yeah. You know, yo, you want to know why? Yo, first of all, you can't be asking me no question. I'm saying, who the fuck is you? You know what I'm saying? You can't be asking me no question. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. Yo, first off, who is you? You can't be asking me no question is crazy for, he's doing a QA, by the way. This is a QA with the crowd. He said two minutes. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. These niggas is making $500,000 videos. You know what I'm saying? They driving around in hot cars. You know what I'm saying? They got bitches. They got all that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm still living with my moms. You know what I'm saying? That's my word. You know what I'm saying? I'm making records. I ain't made no money yet. I done made. This is my fourth album, yo. This is my fourth (laughs) album. I ain't made a dime yet. This nigga made one album. He making wild records. That ready to die shit. It was all right. It was all right. You know what I'm saying? That shit was all right. It was cool. But my shit is more John Blaze than that. I got John Blaze shit. And they not recognizing. They not. I said, I recognize. And fuck is that? Who is you to be asking me questions? I got to talk. I gotta tell what I gotta talk about my life as I see it. All right, Sife, you know what we should do? We should continue this conversation and call Shorty Blitz on the uh, Patreon. What do you think? I think that's a great idea, man. Make sure you you subscribe to patreon.com slash one ep is life. Very consistent, the Patreon. And by the way, you guys aren't going to believe this. Saif and I actually have an in-person interview on the books coming up in like a week or two. Oh, yes. And, we, and, I'm, and we're going to be putting more in there. But the Patreon, regardless of in-person or not, listen, in-person, we need to get more on. The summer was crazy. I don't know if you know this. I got married this summer. Saif was debilitatingly depressed. But the Patreon is popping every week. So head over to patreon.com slash Juan Epp is life.